Good day to you all, and welcome to the Southview Soundbite, the podcast ministry of Southview Baptist Church in Statesville, North Carolina. I am your host, Stephen Seifert. Stay tuned, and we'll bring you a word of encouragement from the Word of God. Let's take our Bibles today and go to 2 Kings chapter number 23. 2 Kings chapter 23, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, And the king sent, and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and all their soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant. And the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priests of the second order and the keepers of the door to bring forth out the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and for the grove and for the host of heaven. And he burned them without Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron and carried the ashes of them unto Bethel. What we just read here was the account of the beginning revival in the nation of Judah under the man King Josiah. You know what? Revival has been in the news a lot recently uh, with the Ashbury revival up in Kentucky And that's gotten a lot of people talking about uh, revival and debates as to to whether that was uh, truly a work of God. And we're not going to talk about that. I believe that that was spirit. That was certainly a spiritual sensitivity, if not revival. It was a spiritual sensitivity and, dare I say, awakening, something that our nation needs. But we're not going to talk about the the requirements for revival, what it means to have true revival. We're going to talk about the results of revival. What were the results of this revival taking place in the nation of Judah? So just some backstory here. King Josiah is the king of Judah, and he has taken over uh, the throne from his father. His father was a man by the name of Ammon, and his father was a man by the name of Manasseh. So you've got three generations of kings here. You've got uh, the great. You've got the granddaddy, whose name was Manasseh. You've got the daddy, whose name was Ammon, and then the son or the grandson, Josiah. Going all the way back to Manasseh, Josiah's grandfather, Manasseh was one of the most evil kings in Judah's history. Manasseh was known for. Um, for sacrificing children. The Bible describes how he would pa- cause his children to pass through the fire. And there is actually debate among Bible scholars as to whether or not that meant child sacrifices or uh, if that just meant um, a, a, uh, a spiritual ritual where he pertained, he required his children to pass through that pertained to fire. Either way, it was an abomination before the Lord. And Manasseh had brought in all of these false idols and all these uh, false um, uh, gods into the temple of the one true God in Jerusalem. And then after Manasseh died, his son Ammon just completely closed the temple off entirely. So it's not just that it wasn't being used 
as a false temple anymore. It was not being used at all. And he never attempted to even make it, uh, to open it again, to make it look better, to certainly not to turn back to the one true God. It just sat vacant and it sat in disrepair for the entirety of King Ammon's reign. And then you've got King Josiah. He was a young man, eight years old, when he became king of Judah. And in the 18th year of his reign, the Bible says, he became aware of the needs to prepare the temple. And so he sends uh, workers and he sends priests in there to uh, uh, repair the house of God. And while they're there, they find the, uh, the scroll of the law. They find the Old Testament in Second uh, Kings chapter 22, verse number 8 through 10, and they bring the law to the king. Now, this tells you about the horrible, decayed spiritual testimony of Judah at this time. Because they find the, the Old Testament law, and it's, it's amazing to them. It's worth going to the king. And letting the king know, we have found the law of God. It's almost as if there's uh, not another copy of the scripture anywhere in the country. Now, I want to make it clear, I'm not claiming that there wasn't another copy of the Bible anywhere else in Judah. But they're certainly acting like it. They're acting like it. They're Indiana Jones, and they've just come across some huge archaeological discovery. So much so, they take it to the king. Now imagine if that if they had found uh, you know let's just say a newspaper or something like that obviously they didn't have newspapers but uh, if they had found what you might call newspapers in there that wouldn't have been worth taking to the king but they found the law of God which was supposed to be well known by every one of God's people but they find it and they bring it to the king and the king has never read the Bible he's not. Uh, aware of what the scripture says. Um, in fact, the Old Testament law says this, when there was a king that was to come uh, come to the throne in Israel, the Old Testament required that the king have a copy of the word of God always with him and his house, and hit part of his job was to copy the word of God for his own benefit, so that way he would learn as he wrote. And King Josiah has never done that. He's never seen the Bible. And so they begin to read the law of God to him. And in 2 Kings chapter 22, verse number 11 through 14, he he humiliates himself. He uh, puts on sackcloth and he sits in ashes and he begins to uh, beseech the Lord God for forgiveness. And he calls in the priests and he says, He says, guys, you need to go and you need to seek the Lord for myself and for this nation because we have sinned against God. And it is only after much, much supplication that God sends a prophetess to come. And this prophetess comes and uh, begins to prophesy from God to the king. And she tells him and chapter 22, verse number 15 through 20, that God tells Josiah, King Josiah, it's too late for Judah to not be judged. He says, Judah will be judged. The sins of your father and grandfather are too great. 
they will be captured. They will go out of the land. They will be taken in captivity. However, because you have set your heart to seek the Lord, we are not going. You are not going to go into exile during your lifetime. It will be during your children's lifetime. You will die in peace. You will not be taken into exile. And it's that response, or that response from God, that Josiah then sets about a true revival in the nation of Judah. And we read part of that in uh, chapter twenty-three, one through four. And he starts with the house of God. He goes to the temple where he's already had people beginning to clean. And now he has them grab all of the vessels that were made for the false god Baal in the temple. And he takes all of the all of the vessels and the trees for the grove uh, that were used for the worship of the false gods of of the of the heavens. And he burns them outside Jerusalem. And he burns them and destroys them so all of Jerusalem can see. And then the Bible says that he carries the ashes of those false vessels and false idols. He carries them to the city of Bethel. Now Bethel means house of God, dwelling place of God. Israel and Judah at this point, Judah has been estranged from God. They have been his enemies. But now, they can truly say, we live in peace with God. Why? Because they got rid of all of the false idols and false teachings of false prophets in the land. And this is just the beginning. But I have a question for you today. What false gods are you harboring in your temple? in your heart. They don't have to be the type of gods that you would kneel to and worship. It doesn't have to be that type of God. It can be a false God that you cherish. Like if you, uh, if you love, um, <clears throat> if you love, if you love uh, sports above going to church and your Bible reading, if you love, any type of uh, of thing that's taking the place of God in your life, that can be a false god. And there's not going to be any revival in your heart and in your life if you don't get rid of those false idols. Take them. Take them out of your life. Burn them in front of the Lord. I don't mean physically. You don't need to do that. But get them out of God's temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have of God. And for you're not your own, but you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Take anything in your heart that's a false God. Get rid of it. That is when you have revival. That is when God can truly work. But it won't happen until you get rid of those false idols. Think on these things today. We'll see you next week. The Southview Soundbite is the podcast ministry of Southview Baptist Church in Statesville, North Carolina. Our address is 625 Wallace Springs Road, Statesville, North Carolina. 
And our phone number is 704-872-9554. You can visit us on the web at southviewbaptistchurch.org. Our Sunday service times are 9.30 Sunday School, 10.30 Worship, and 6.30 Evening Service. Our Wednesday night prayer service and youth class begins at 7 o'clock. We hope to see you there.